1: Lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. We call that our life cycle, made a shirt about it, and it rings true with who we are as a podcast and a group. We are fortunate enough to have partnered with a company who can help us achieve one of those three key elements, some Sleep. They have a keto-friendly version of their delicious sleep aid drink, and we're loving it. It's a lightly flavored eight-ounce anti-energy drink. You drink it roughly 30 minutes before you're ready to go to sleep and you'll feel it help you into a deep, restful, all night sleep. It provides some helpful elements to do so, including magnesium, GABA, and melatonin. When combined, you have a powerful tool for getting the impactful sleep that you and I so frequently don't get in our technology-driven, fast-paced lives. You can find it at some retail stores, but you can also purchase it online and get it shipped to your door. When you do, use discount code TKMC10 and you'll not only be getting 10% off, but you'll be helping support the Keto Man's Club. You can find the link to their website by going to theketomansclub.com. We're thankful to Sam for partnering with us, and we hope you'll benefit from the use of their product the way we have so far. Welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris. I'm one of your hosts, and today I'm joined by the usual cast, Jim and Alberto. How's it going, Jim?
0: It is good. Happy New Year, sir. Hopefully uh, you survived uh, the end. Well, you have. You've survived the end of 2020. Hallelujah. Did you do anything for New Year's, Chris?
1: Uh, I worked um, until 10.30 p.m. and then watched a movie with my wife to... Uh, until the late, early hours of the morning to keep noise going so that my dog didn't freak out. Oh, good call. Yeah. There was a lot of fireworks. There was a lot of fireworks. A lot of fireworks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, yeah, there were, there was a a, a lot, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they, and they were still going off at like one thirty or two o'clock in the morning. So it, it's not like a, and they started at like eight or nine. I had to drug my dog. <laughs> So yeah, she, she has severe anxiety in that regard. So, okay. Alberto, what's going on with you? What's new?
2: Um, man, had ended the year in the best way possible. I earned a stripe in uh jujitsu, which means I just suck less. <laughs> and then, uh, I pulled a, a third deadlift PR, uh, for the year, which is pretty outstanding. And, uh, they pulled a 450 pound deadlift.
1: Yeah, that, that was a pretty impressive thing. Um, yeah that was that was pretty crazy so um jim uh, so it, i'll I'll start it with this um we all all three of the hosts now are are carnivore pretty much you know Berto's not necessarily on a cut right now, but he he's normally carnivore but jim has has joined world carnivore month and is gonna do the keto cut with us uh yes. tell us about that
0: well, you know you just kind of twenty twenty has been a rough year, and I had shared with you guys um Week or so back about some challenges I had and work wise, life wise, and everything. And just kind of like, screw it. I've got to take control at this point. I turned uh, 45 a few weeks ago and um, just kind of doing a little bit of hard reassessment of myself and things. And uh, when you have a group like the Keto Man's Club and the podcast and everything, like you gotta, um, you always need to walk the walk. So. Um, yes, we're going carnivore uh, starting tomorrow, which I'm looking forward to very, very much. Um, there's a uh, there's a butcher shop, a, a uh, meat locker as it's called, about 45 minutes from my house. And um, so I went there yesterday to get a bunch of stuff. And a buddy of mine said, "Hey, he's trying to do similar, trying to encourage him a little bit." And I said, "I'm going to go get some stuff. What do you want?" And he said, "Oh, a couple things." It's all right. I'll get you a couple extras and whatnot. Um, So came back with two fairly good sized coolers full of food. And I spent a little over 200 bucks. He bought $125 worth of meat off of me. (laughs) So my my intent of being a good friend, yeah, he took what he wanted, but he took most of the stuff that I needed. So I'm good for a week or ish, and then I'll have to revisit the uh, butcher shop and Loaded back up again, but that's okay. Yeah. He's worth it. Yeah, that's so, okay. I, I,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not like he stole it. Uh, no. I um I actually stopped by Aldi, which is kind of the discount every you know they don't you you put, use the the quarter to get your cart type shop. uh I stopped by there on the way home from Kung Fu today, and uh, I did i i just walked around trying to see what meat options they had their fresh section was pretty good but i was specifically looking for the frozen patties that i know berto uses a lot of the time i got 12 quarter pound patties for eight dollars a pack a pack which is you know that's three that's three days worth of beef for me basically so eight dollars split three ways is a pretty small sum uh and so Makes for affordable meat options and it's hundred percent meat, no hormones, no you know, antibiotics used. Um seventy five twenty five. And I intentionally got it a little fattier because these frozen patties will lose a lot of their fat in the in the cooking process. So kind of one of those things wanted to keep it moist and all that type of stuff. So it, it I I you know, it doesn't have to be expensive, which is why I mentioned that. It doesn't have to be terribly expensive, it just has to be the right things and right. Uh, and and the right shopping but uh, supporting the local butcher uh, shop is awesome and i intend to do the same and i just don't do it often enough berto uh any any tips for those that are doing world carnivore month
2: um i mean the eating is actually the easy part the hard part is getting your head wrapped around the fact that you got to cut out all sweeteners all dairy you know and all the other non essentials mm-hmm. you know the like in like on paper, you read it you're like, oh, this is going to be easy. You know, it's no big deal. But then you start thinking, okay, if I'm going to stick to this, then, you know, no more cheese, no more snacking on nuts, no more, you know, whatever kind of stuff you were mm-hmm. adding to your coffee. You typically, you got to strip that down. So yeah. it's a, it's a bit of a mental to, adjustment. Th- but, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. This, <laughs> Lots this bag of salt. almonds needs to, leave
2: my, uh, needs to leave my desk. That's right. <laughs> Keep the salt up for sure. You're going to need more electrolytes than you think you're going to need. And, uh, man, just... Try to stick with it because uh, it starts to play mental games with you after a while. Yeah, yep, I agree. Cool. Well, so if uh, I'm in
0: the, if I'm having like shakes and freaking out next week, you'll talk me off the ledge.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll no, be, no, tell no, you be to ever. get a ribeye. you will be all right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. It, that's that's the carnivore version of uh, rub dirt in it, right? <laughs> yep. Get a ribeye. So uh, that's actually that's uh, actually I, pretty <laughs> accurate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, So, uh, a couple reminders, really quickly, to our listeners: make sure that you go to our website, theketoMansClub.com. You can get access to all of the links, including our our product partners as well as all of our social media. So, please uh, visit theketoMansClub.com. You can also email us uh, ketoMansClubPodcast at gmail.com, and uh, I'll get the phone number a bit later once I have the scratch pad open. Uh, <laughs> The um, But we've, we've got lots of ways to connect with us, and we, we would love for you to do so. Uh, so let's um, go into shout-outs real quick. We've got Moses on the line. We're excited to get to, to hear his story, and then we will, uh, then uh, and, and all of that. But let's go through shout-outs real quick. So, uh, Berto, let's start with you.
2: I've actually got to step back a little, because uh, our good friend uh, JJ, JJ Silas, who is our our mm-hmm. mace master was talking about how he works out in his yard all summer and he had made a post asking about what do I do come the winter do I do it outside do I do go to my basement where do I work out and I just had made the joke grab a shovel and go outside and what did he post he the other day <laughs> yeah he, he, he got a shovel this. cleared off a space cleared off a space in his in, on his back porch or in his backyard and got to work so my shout out no. goes to him
1: <laughs> absolutely that wasn't just him his client was there too like nice. and he's like uh, who knew that shoveling your 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 workout pad was uh, a good uh, warm up <laughs> exercise? But hey, it, it, it was it, it. And he's out there just yeah, he's bundled up in shorts, uh, but bundled up and totally just killing it out there. I uh, I'm not that dedicated, so I'm it's it's always great to see uh, guys that are doing that. Jim, how about you?
0: Uh, my shout out goes to Stephen Kelly who is a Catholic priest. Uh, he is a father, um, literally and figuratively. He's married, has a couple of kids. Um, he posted up actually on Christmas day, uh, just a couple of befores and afters and a, a big noticeable difference. Um, he didn't put any specifics in the post or anything, but the reason I'm also giving a, him a shout out is that he put something in the group um, today about actually taking some time off and, um, I didn't know that, didn't know the priest really took vacations or anything, but it kind of makes sense and whatnot. And, um, you know, I commented on his post, I said, you know, for all the craziness and challenges in 2020, um, I'm sure a lot of people have gone to their clergy or whatever denomination they believe in or what have you to kind of just find a path, have a talk, whatever. And, um, I'm sure that it's been a test for him as well. So just, a uh, Good reminder. Um, well, thanks to him for what he does and everything, but also that even in that role, sometimes you can't always have the answers. You just have to give people trust and faith. And I'm sure he's done that repeatedly. So that's my shout out for the week.
1: Absolutely. A good reminder. Um, I forget the uh, the quote, but it was having to do with faith and that, that we sometimes we just have to have faith, <laughs> whether we be- whether we feel like it or not. We just have to have faith. Um, I am shouting out Gregory Hooper. Uh, He posted on New Year's Day that he's starting 75 hard today. He's also participating in World Carnivore Month and uh, trying to lose some weight, lose fat, get stronger, leaner. Uh, Posted a few of his things, uh, the the goals being uh, the uh, 75 hard goals. Carnivore, one gallon of water, two 45-minute workouts, one outside, Read ten pages of a nonfiction book and progress pics, and so he's posted some of his where he stands and 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 all of that. And it's it's uh, really cool to to get to see uh, our our members just going after, it, setting goals, and and uh, I look forward in seventy five days to seeing what the results are of of this round of carnivore and, and or carnivore and seventy five hard. The the two together I think are a good combo for sure. Um, as we talked with Judy. Uh, not too long ago, um, in her version of the 75 Hard Challenge. So um, so yeah, uh, cool stuff with all of these people. Keep doing good work, folks. Um, Keep doing the good work. So uh, without any further ado, I don't think we have any other club news or business that we need to attend to at this moment. So uh, without any further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our guest today, we have uh, Moses Reyes, Reyes uh joining us a uh, San Antonio uh, na- uh native uh no I'm from right by there no okay <laughs> okay. okay uh so uh, a fellow texan if nothing else and uh we uh we're we're blessed to have uh, Moses join us welcome hi thanks guys i really do want to appreciate
3: uh I really want to thank you for inviting me on um <clears throat> so i'm 29 years old my name is uh, Moses Reyes I'm um, from actually Uvalde which is about 70 miles away from San Antonio so pretty much but I've lived here since I was like 5 years old so you know um I really just want to thank y'all for inviting me on here
1: absolutely well um so you have a couple unique things about you and we're going to get we're going to dive deep into them uh you know as we go but one of those things is that you I, now I'm fuzzy on the details, just because I, I'm I'm bad about paying attention to the details sometimes. But have you actually participated and, and done the trials for the um, uh, American Ninja Warrior? Or are you just training for? Uh,
3: no, so I ha- I have actually uh, competed on American Ninja Warrior. So I competed okay. in 2017 um, prior to, or yeah, during, you know, uh, my injuries and and the stuff. Okay. That I'm sure we'll get into.
1: Yes, we will. Yes, we will so um i'm berto I, i'm gonna i'm gonna pass it off to you for a, for a second
2: <laughs> yeah, so like uh no i I don't want to rehash like every detail that you went with on Yogi we all you know we encourage all of our listeners to go ahead and listen to other people's podcasts too, and you know you were on Yogi's podcast, which was a really good job there, but uh, give us the uh kind of like the quick background of uh like up until your first American ninja Warrior appearance.
3: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can. So, um, so when I first started watching Ninja Warrior when I was about, I don't know, 10, maybe 11 years old, 11, 12 years old. I was in middle school. Um, I would go to my my grandpa's, like on the weekends a lot of the times, and he had G4 uh, or Tech TV before it was G4. I don't know if anybody remembers those channels, but there was, uh, Sasuke on there, which is the original Ninja Warrior. And I, I love seeing that show around the, uh, Around the time I started watching, maybe a little bit after they started doing Americans that could do it. But I was still, you know, a teenager. I like, so I could compete at that time. So you had to be, I think, twenty one to be able to to apply. Um so when I was around eighteen years old, I was a bit heavier set. So I was around two twenty ish or so, you know, two twenty. Uh being five eleven, that's still, you know, decently heavy set. Not not really big, but you know, pretty so it was like you know what i wanted to i always wanted to do like parkour and i wanted to do those things i i looked at ninja warrior and i saw the people that were going were doing parkour so i saw that found the gym in town i ended up meeting a really great friend of mine jeremy sanders uh he's the one to introduced me to a lot of training and parkour which to me correlates very well with ninja it's a lot of movement body movement you know dynamic movement um so ended up getting with a girl who ended up being the the mother of my son, and then ended up uh, gaining a lot of weight. I stopped training, stopped really doing anything. Got up to almost 300 pounds. I was—I remember the exact number I looked at on the scale was 297.6. Uh, so I was like super disappointed. A lot of stuff happened during that time. A lot of uh, faith stuff. I don't know if we'll go into that, but you know that's a, that's something I go into a lot deeper on Yogi's podcast. Um, but basically had this like epiphany what do i have to do to to change my life and i remembered ninja warrior and i was like you know what that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna make the vegas i'm gonna be a top 100 athlete in the nation for ninja that's my goal if i can do that you know go from 300 pounds doing that i that's i I needed i told myself i needed something super ridiculously difficult um because i feel like a lot of people say oh i want to get to this weight but once you get to that weight well then what's your what's your goal after that or i want to look this way like and that's not that works for some people but i told myself i I don't want to i want something that's going to be super hard to achieve so ended up uh getting a job at my friend's gym who actually had already competed on ninja war a few times uh thomas stillings he owns a gym here in san antonio called parkour ninjas at the time he had just opened and it was called jump flip land Uh, i had just gotten laid off from a trampoline park i was working at i was a manager there and he's just like you know business stuff we know acro stuff we need someone to run our office so I was like, "All right, cool. Like, I'm totally down." So just around that time, it was where they were announcing all the cities for that year's ninja. I had already submitted a video. I was really rushed. Was working so many hours at the trampoline park. Like, I admit I probably sent in a really bad video that first year around. Uh, so I see that the San Antonio was one. And the way Ninja Warrior works, there's you submit a video and you get selected or you do walk online. The walk online's changed over the years. It's different now. But back then, it kind of was in the rules of like whoever just goes to the city and starts the walk online, they start the walk online. And just email production and let them know you started the walk online. And that's the way it worked. Like two people came to our gym about two weeks before the San Antonio was actually going to happen. The actual, you know, the course being ran and everything. Um, They were like, we're starting the walk online. And my friend was just like, you need to do that. My boss, he was just like, just start just going to the walk-on line. You didn't get a call. You know, that's your way to get in. So it ended up being number eight. Uh, we did the whole walk-on line going there. Um, and then they filmed the stuff. But I actually got to compete. So the night of, I was part of the 15 lucky walk-ons that got to compete other than the 100 people that they invited. Um, I got to the fourth obstacle. Uh, didn't make a technical error. I didn't even catch the ring. I was swinging on a ring and catching, trying to catch a hook and I went sideways. And when I was trying to catch the hook, I went too far to the left and couldn't swing my body enough to catch it. Um, Cause of just a technical error. So I didn't even fall in the water. I fell on the side padding, the safety padding. So that, that's pretty much what ended up happening up until there. The So that was my, that was my first attempt. I will say that my first attempt at Ninja. <laughs> so
0: let's go back to let's go back to parkour real quick, because um, you talked about the trampoline and everything. That's obviously. There's a lot of bouncing around on, on all kinds of stuff with that. So mm-hmm. what what fascinates you about that,
3: about trampolining or about parkour, I guess, uh, just, or yes. just in general, just movement. <laughs> yeah. OK, OK. Um, yeah. <laughs> so when I was a kid, uh, my favorite superhero was Spider-Man. Right. Animated Spider-Man yeah. 90s series it was a huge like that was like my favorite superhero. What fascinated me with the parkour when I first saw it. So my friend that I actually met, Jeremy Sanders, I had actually started watching. I was always watching the G4 channel when I got my own apartment. when I was like 19 years old. Um, and there was a show on there called Jump City Seattle. And I see a guy on there, short guy, super long hair, jumping around just like all the other guys. But I was just like, he said it's from San Antonio. So I was like, I got to find that guy. So when I went to his gym, it was the craziest thing because I've never been in a community like this, right? Uh, And I feel like ninja and parkour are in a different kind of class of community as far as openness. Now, not everything's like that. I'm pretty sure Bertha would probably say that the gym like that that he goes to is also very open, very accepting. Um, But there's other things like I participated in, like skateboarding. Skateboarding, BMXing, things like that, where you're like casual friends, but you don't not really friends. You aren't really friends. Like with parkour, I feel like in ninja, it's very inviting. Everybody wants everybody to grow. Like you don't know how to do anything. You're the first time there. They're going to be like, oh, let me teach you. Let me show you this. Where it's not like that in everything. Um, I think that that's what got me because i just felt this energy off of him the first time i met him and he was just like oh yeah you're interested in training i have the gym here but we also do like weekly meetups like community meetups and you know don't worry about it i was like oh well like i don't have a car he's like oh if you need a ride just let me know it's just weird because i would never seen anybody so inviting and have that kind of energy in all the things i had done is i skateboarded for like eight years when i was younger you know and that's not the kind of vibe you get from a lot of people that do skateboarding like to be quite honest (laughs) Because they're teenage kids. I mean, it, you know, there's also that. <laughs> but that's the, what fascinated me about it was the movement, like feeling like, OK, if I jump and I swing, like, yeah, I have to learn to be strong and able to move. But I can recreate like the superheroes that I love and like swing and jump, and, like catch stuff. And that was or flipping. I don't know. That's like one of my favorite things ever. And because of all my other health issues that we, I'm sure we'll go into again, uh, I don't do anymore. At really, to me, that's one of my goals to get to, but at the same time, it's not practical, but it's so fun. <laughs> it's really a, a flip, doesn't really like it's not technically, you know, efficient in most
1: senses, it's more for flair. <laughs> so, Moses, tell us a little bit about uh, let's lead into the injury and. And that type of thing. So, tell us a little bit about what happened and, and what recovery was like from that.
3: Okay, so after I guess I'll just because it can go briefly after Ninja Warrior. So I was training. That was that happens in March of 2017. Uh, didn't make it, you know, any further. I was training for the next year in november of 2017 i end up right before i go to this uh competition called the wolf pack ninja tour basically the biggest other thing outside of ninja warrior that's not ninja warrior like ninja warrior production level but just not with that name. Uh, a bunch of other really big name ninjas run that and 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 do that and right before literally two days before I'm practicing this guy comes into the gym. He's like, hey, I've never, you know, he's never really trained. So I'm like, I'm showing him stuff to do. He's like, how do you, you know, do the warp wall? Well, we had a bar like railing, like a handrail, like that you have, like, safer like if you have it in like a bathroom. Like it's that basically that kind of rail, like that hand railing to get up. So we have it at the top of the wall so that the younger kids can grab, like they can't go all the way over. So they have something to grab. Well, so I'm going for the wall, run and I jump and I uppercut that bar with like all my running and jumping strength. Hmm and i end up having uh like a boxer's fracture. Uh so i break my break my knuckle like completely off like in, you know, in that right before i go to the competition but i'm like, you know what? I've already paid for this. We already have tickets booked. I have hotels paid for. Yeah, like it's i i got to go. So i go to that come back about a week later my foot start hurting and i'm just like, why is my my ankle's like sore? And at that time, I was training. I was doing both ninja training and doing the Insanity workout program. So that program is very, very high intensity on top of what I was already doing. And I was running at least like three miles a day. So I think that maybe started doing too much like physical wear on my ankle. Because not shortly, not too much after that, I go – this is in the beginning of December. I go to – December 2017. I go to the mall. I'm just walking and out of nowhere, I just feel like a crackling pop in my, in my ankle. And I was like, Oh, and I like, can't bear any more weight on it. I like have to like, luckily there was like railing right there where I was walking. I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't put any weight on this. I'm like hopping through the mall. Uh, so I, I don't, at the time I didn't have insurance, so I didn't know what was going on. I thought I just rolled my ankle really bad. I thought maybe it was a broken bone. Found out about a month later, two months later, um, that it wasn't. I broke my ankle in five spots. Um and but it had already healed because I had like a boot on it. Like I did what I could, but it didn't actually ever get it, you know, seen. Um, but I was still working on it too. So I had like a boot a boot on, but I was doing a catering job at the time because that was my side gig. <laughs> doing all this yeah it's terrible terrible right so that's still not quite healing and i'm like what's going on with my body then my 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 uh knee starts hurting like and starts just like getting really swollen up and then my hip starts hurting and i'm just like this doesn't make any sense like my whole body feels like it's just falling apart I ended up going the night after Infinity War. I remember going, I was in so much pain, but I was like, No, I have tickets for Infinity War. It's opening night. I don't care. I'm gonna go see this movie. So I go. Great movie. And then about two hours later, I'm at <laughs> home just trying it, trying to sleep, and I literally couldn't. I couldn't just I couldn't straighten my leg. Like my leg looked like a like a tiny hill, like it was just had an angle. I couldn't, and it was just like this is horrible. So I'm getting up, constrain my leg, and then my hip just has this throbbing, crazy, insane pain shooting through it. And it just feels like somebody's stabbing me in my hip. And I'm just like, what is going on with my body? So I'm like, I try to sleep, get up at like six in the morning. I'm like, you know what? There's an emergency clinic across the street. I'm just going to go over there. I go over there. They do like an x-ray or whatever. They're like, yeah, there's a golf ball size amount of fluid built up in your hip joint socket uh he's like and there's probably other issues going on with your leg too he's like but that's what we can see in this he's like we cannot treat you here you need to go to the real hospital Like, we're gonna take you to our sister facility because it's you know an er clinic for a a bigger hospital so which is ironic because i worked at that hospital for two and a half years that they took me to as a shipping and receiving so that's another thing i was just like wow i hated this place in a way and now i'm back here with the worst (laughs) pain i've ever been in so that was wonderful um kind of ironic i i you know i guess but so i go they're doing a scan and they're just like you have a cam lesion and i'm just like what does that even mean he's like so when your hip joint socket goes into your hip the ball of your leg where your hip joint socket goes in it's supposed to be perfectly round he's like well there's flat spots on yours he's like it's probably something that developed in early childhood probably between five and eight years old and you probably just never noticed it because it's never hurt you. It's never bothered you. You've never had x-rays on your hip like that. Um, he's like, so this is at the point where it's just, it's it's rubbed it raw. And now it's inflamed. And you have that hip joint. Talking. Like, it's just inflamed. So they were like, so I was there for a few days because they were like, well, should we take the fluid out? No, we're going to do this. They're going back and forth on what they're going to do. There's like three different orthopedic surgeons that were coming in like every day. It was horrible i was there for way too long but eventually one of them was just like no we need to drain the hip so they drain the hip and they send me home and i'm just like well now i need a hip replacement so they say i have it in both but once like, way j- worse just
2: a hip replacement right yeah yeah
3: just a hip replacement at 27 years old right so but i i'm like you know the goal of the ninja is still in my head you know what i mean i'm like okay i just need a bionic leg and then i'm good like we got this so While at this time, too, I'm using a cane to walk or crutches to walk. Um, At that point, I had already been doing it, like, because it took about a year, I guess, from that initial. So it was like when I first got injured was December. When I went to the hospital was April or March. And then I'm still injured and I'm trying to find an orthopedic surgeon, going to this orthopedic surgeon. I'm like, well, now my, like my knee's super swollen. Like, what do I do? He's like, well, it's probably just, you know, your ankle being messed up and your hip being messed up your your knees trying to compensate. So it's causing all this damage. And they did some lab work, but I feel like maybe it wasn't enough lab work because at that point they still had not told me anything more than just, I needed replacement parts basically. So I ended up getting a different insurance, so I wasn't going to that doctor that I was going to after the initial one that was there at the hospital because it was his office. So I go to another specialist. First thing, he's like, nah, man, we we need to get you some lab work. We need a lot of lab work on this. And I was just like, okay. So I go and do like, I don't know, three different sets of labs. And I don't know, each time they did like, I don't know, 10 of those little vials. So they do that and a scan of my knee and then they're like, yeah, this is uh, like, you have a cam lesion, but this is rheumatoid arthritis. This is not, at, you know, at this is an autoimmune. Disease. Yeah. At, 20, at, that, at that point, 20, very about to be 20. Yeah. So yeah, this, this is rheumatoid arthritis. So yeah, you need a hip replacement, but that's not the thing. Like we can't have surgery on you at all until you get your arthritis under control. Like we can't replace your hip. We can't replace your knee if you want one. Like we can't because your body is going to end up, you know, could potentially with surgery get infected. Then there's lots of other risks and all, and all of that. So then I'm like, okay, so I have RA. So now what do I do? So at that point, I'm just, you know, um, I'm sick and I, I just guess I get into a depression. Like I, it was pretty much like, I just, like I kind of like, I couldn't train for a lot. So i already started gaining weight, but I just kind of was just like, felt like i couldn't do anything
2: because um, at this point you hadn't <laughs> trained for probably close, close to a year yeah
3: i mean even when i was injured uh stupidly i was probably doing way some like some way bigger crazier stuff like i have videos where i know like my ankle's broken and i'm doing like 10 foot like sideways flying liches and stuff uh but you know yeah it probably stopped in maybe march or, uh, yeah maybe march of the of that year the latest right before my knee started hurting once my knee started hurting i couldn't do anything. but when it was just my ankle i was still flying through the air
2: <laughs> oh, that's hilarious Dang. so injure yourself rheumatoid arthritis i'm sure you're going It's going through your head that you're you're done and you got to try to figure out a way to work this out if you're gonna, still going to continue your dream so uh how did you stumble across keto and how was your transition like and how soon would you say you you started feeling uh, the effects of a diet change?
3: So I'd say I so we would go I wouldn't stumble across keto until earlier this year. Um, I mean, I've heard of keto before, of course, um, but not as, a, as far as health stuff. So all of 2019 just slackened uh so there's a couple key points that i think like changed my whole trajectory of where my life is right now um one is my grandpa passing away in late 2019 uh he passed away of a heart attack at work um 70 years around 75 years old so he was still working uh and it, it was just one of those things like i started thinking about like well, what am i going to do like because he was telling me, like, he was the one telling me, like, well, we need to find another doctor. These American doctors aren't helping you. Like, we need to go to Mexico. We need to go get second opinions. So he was the one trying to fuel it. But at that point, I had already been hurt for so long. I was just like, I okay. Like, I, I had already kind of tuned out. I had kind of given up some semblance of hope at that point. Because uh, it had already been, you know, a very long time, close to two years at that point, where I was already, like, super injured. Like, a year and a half at least and I just got lazy and slacking. So there was that. And then another thing kind of made me at least start being active again. Um, it was, and it's kind of weird. So I'm a big LA Lakers fan. If anybody knows like me on Facebook, they see like my stuff sometimes. Uh, and Kobe passed away, you know, at the beginning of this year, him and his daughter and, and all those people tragically. Um, and something about that event after my grandpa passed away. And then that kind of made me realize what is like my legacy going to be what am i going to be remembered as so then COVID, COVID got us locked inside not doing much um started drinking a lot more a lot more drinking at that point there's one point somewhere during the summertime where i kind of had this like breaking down point i was listening i guess this is why i like to go back into the kobe thing because i felt like i, I was upset about that whole event you know of course he being a huge fan but there was a moment I had put on my headphones, I was washing dishes and I had a video come on that was like in his inspirational talking. and he's talking about his work ethic and how hard he had to work to be, how great he was and just all that. And I just remember like just something in there, just like unlocking, I guess. And I just like, I'm just like crying, washing dishes. <laughs> I'm so emotional at this because I was upset that I'm sitting here alive, wasting my life And him and his daughter and all those people are not here. And I I was upset that I couldn't trade places because I'm like, I'm wasting away not doing anything good. At least it felt like compared to what I felt like I was doing before, because at least then I was trying to inspire people. And I'm like, I'm drinking every day. uh, I'm super upset. And I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So then that was like the moment like, you know what? We're turning this around. We're not going to do this anymore. Like, I was like, even if I didn't say, I was like, you know, I was done doing dishes. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to eat that ice cream right now. You know, I'm not going to eat those comfort foods that, and initially, I, I guess I didn't think about it, but were hurting me. The whole time I was eating really bad, all I was doing was hurting myself. So I started looking up diets for, for rheumatoid arthritis, and I see something about keto. I watched a video, uh, Dr. Ken Berry. Pretty sure everybody's most of these people in the, that look up keto would like know that they, he's pretty famous for on YouTube. So I, uh, I see one of his videos and I was like, hmm, maybe, maybe that's one of those things, but I didn't like, I didn't click, like, I didn't stay with that or like, it wasn't like, all right, I'm gonna do that starting tomorrow. It was just like, okay, that's an idea. I was looking at a lot of it was just like eat healthy, right? So no more processed foods, no more additives. So that's like how it first started was like just initially taking all the processed foods out of my diet, only all natural. Then I started feeling a lot better with just that, Um, and then I go back to the gym that I worked at before, and one of the doctors there, his name's Doctor Seta, and he, I was talking to him about my issues, and he's just like, I didn't know it was rheumatoid arthritis he's like, I would have told you, you need to go keto. And I'm just like, what? And he's like, yeah, you need to do a ketogenic diet and you need lots of probiotics. That's what you need to do. And I, I was just like, he's like, cause he's like, cause he's does ozone therapy, which is like, you know, using oxygen and stuff to, to, to help heal people. And, um, but he's just like, that's the best, absolute best thing you can do for your body. You can regenerate all your cells. You can get your body back to being healthy. He's like in like 90 days, you can be like, Almost completely curative, you just stick to it. And I was like, well, shit, I'm gonna stick to it. So I start the next day. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, okay, what can I eat? Right? So I like go to the store, I get a bunch of freaking burger patties, some chicken, some bacon. I already know like there are certain things on that diet that are like gonna more be inflammatory for me. So I already know those types of things I can't really, you know, eat as much. Um, but I got like all of, you know, a bunch of eggs, uh, avocados. And I tried it and within like two days, like a noticeable difference in the size of my size of my knee, a noticeable difference in how my joints felt like. Ridiculous that other medications that are cost like four thousand dollars can somewhat replicate, but cannot get to that point. And I've since stopped taking those medications and I'm still feeling better than even when I was taking them. So, yeah, it, it was. And just within a few days, that's the craziest thing within a few days it, it can it it was just amazing. So did
0: you see um, weight loss when you went on keto as well? You talked about the the benefits of the joints and everything, but did you start losing weight right away? Uh, did you have that much to really lose?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, so at that point, I mean, I didn't get back up. Luckily, I didn't get back up into the close to three hundred pound range um, by some miracle because I don't know. I was eating a lot. I honestly don't know how I didn't get back up into that weight, um, considering how I was eating. But I was at about. 230 228 somewhere around there i would say 225 to 230 ish weight range i mean i know the last time i went to the doctor i was at like 27 28 i'd say i probably didn't gain or lose anything too much from there um but yeah i mean i now i'm at i bounce between like 175 178 depending i guess on how much water i'm still holding (laughs) And if I remember right, you're six foot, right? Yeah, I'm five eleven and a half. So I'm just under so six foot. A,
2: so close. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: You're you're really.
1: Yeah, that's a really good weight for your height.
3: Yeah, height, I, I, I I would yeah. think so too. Um, I do want to like. I mean, I would love to like cut twenty pounds of fat and gain ten pounds of muscle. I feel like that would be the essential. If I can get to like one sixty five, I think I'd be at, like, at least for what I want to do. Um, you know, other people may want to be bigger, but for swinging and jumping and climbing and my aspirations for Ninja, uh, I don't want to be that heavy. (laughs) The less weight I can, the less weight I can hold on, on fingertips, like the less weight I have to hold, that's, that's where you want to be.
0: (laughs) How do you feel um, with all of the injuries and everything that you've endured over the last few years? How do you feel now compared to any of those things happening? Do you feel like you're able to do pretty much what you used to do? I mean, obviously you're, there's probably some limitations, but do you feel good enough to do what you want to do, I guess?
3: So I do in, in, in most regards. So terrible thing, right? Like this arm, I can't fully, that's as straight as my arm will get. That's not a straight arm. That's like, I still got a little curve there. So this arm cannot straighten out fully. My left leg still cannot straighten out fully. Um, there's still some inflammation that has not gone away um so those 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 are restrictions uh especially in a sport where it's all about reach uh I you know i have probably three three inches that i can't move this arm like if i could extend it um so things like that like bigger bigger gaps that's harder um as far as my body because that was right before i started getting injured i started like i threw fear to the wind like i really had a, a point where i was like i'm just gonna you know we there's a way we normally say it, and you know I, I don't know what uh you know what I can say on here, but basically it was like f, you know that word f it, chuck it. That was basically how it was. Just throw it. I mean, what's <laughs> the worst that can happen? There's giant mats under you. So I was getting to the point where I was like trying all these crazy flips, like all this different stuff I had never tried before, swinging off bars, dismounting like, uh, like a fly. You know, it's called a like a, I don't know, it's called like a double drop. And there's another one, like a flyaway. There's all these different kinds of different like crazy flips I was doing that now because of how my joints, like my joints still hurt. Like, to be honest, I felt kind of bad too because over these last couple of days I've had several cheat days on keto. And I know right now I should be back in ketosis at this point. It's like three days I've been good Uh, with, like, super strict and, like, only eating meats. Uh, But, (laughs) you know, with the holidays around family, but my body started hurting bad, like, bad, bad. Like, one good cheat meal, and then, like, four hours later, my joints are, like, on fire. Like, they're hurting. So they're, like, I have to be super strict, which holds me accountable, but at the same time, like... It's it's hard. So like it, it's kind of at the point where I'm like, man, I have to I have to do this, if not I'm in pain. <laughs> so it, it's yeah, it's <laughs> it's difficult. <laughs> like even these last few days just moving has been has been a lot tighter even though I like I still try to work out, I still try to do stuff, but definitely getting up in the morning still still sometimes hard. And what's also really been really cold. Uh so that has not helped, I'm sure. Yeah,
2: so so really keto cold fixes a lot of your issues. Yeah, yeah, it was really cold for Texas, that's for sure. Jim's just laughing over there. He's like, cold for Texas. (laughs) So so Keto fixes a lot of your issues (laughs) to the point where uh, you actually did submit another video. Yogi posted it, made a little video for you. Then you actually uh, shared the video that you made and you sent it in. And and So you're back to competing. So what does that feel like?
3: It it feels amazing. There was a point, there's honestly a point where I didn't think it was going to be possible. I I did not think it was going to be possible. There was a point in 2019 and, and i think after my grandpa passed away uh that i lost hope i didn't think i was going to be back to doing this i didn't know what i was doing to myself either and that's the i i i wish i could just kick my you know year and a half younger self right in the you know just to, to get him back on track but like dude this is the diet you can i because i wasted time that's the biggest thing like that's you know, in life, that's the most valuable thing that we have in life is time. You know, what your time you use it for is valuable. So to so to, to not to not have opened my eyes sooner, that's probably the thing I, I'm I'm most upset about. Um, but as far as competing, I I, I really I, I really hope I do get the call. I've never gotten the call. You know, I've competed, but because I was fortunate enough to be in a city that it happened. Um and fortunate enough to join the walk online when I did. Um, because the walk-on line grew to, like, 40 people and only the top first 15 got to got to be picked. They they run 10 before the show, typically. At least they did before um, to kind of test it out, I guess, you know, to give the walk-ons their thing. And then they maybe run 5 to 10 midway through the show, right before, after they come back from lunch break, like, from lunch filming. Because they run 100 people. They did all this one night. In one night. And so that's one thing that's crazy about Ninja most people don't realize. is like people who are the luckiest are probably starting to run maybe at like 10 o'clock at night but i mean the people that are running at the end of night they're running at like five in the morning you know so that's a whole nother mental aspect of the game that people don't like people who do this and they know they're going to be like before like you'll stay up a week or two weeks before like all right i gotta adjust my schedule now i need to be nocturnal because i don't know if i'm going to be running at four o'clock in the morning and i need to have my schedule to be that you know that way luckily i mean i got to run early i mean i messed it up but i got to run early (laughs) And I got to go at like maybe ten thirty, uh. but I was the, the eighth person to run. You know, if you're the hundredth person to run, like, feel bad for you. Except for those guys are always really good. So they're good at no matter what time of day it is.
2: <laughs>
3: well, they train for that.
1: Yeah. So, so let's, uh, let's talk food um, a little bit as we're starting to, to wind things down. Um, you, you go into even more detail with Yogi. So we'll remind f- folks again, go, go. Go listen to uh, uh, the Fatty Joe podcast, and and uh, you're you're gonna you're gonna hear more of, of Moses' story. But t- tell us a little bit about what a day in the life of eating looks like for you. What you uh, typically will will uh, what's your go to, and then cap it off with your favorite keto food that isn't steak. So most days, so I do like
3: intermittent fast pretty much every single day. Right. So I normally don't eat until like lunchtime, which is anywhere with my job from like 1230 to 130. I drink like this tea, um, like just like a caffeine tea Um, doesn't really have like any sugars or anything in it just to kind of get me through that morning. So that's basically that and water up until that point. Um, Typically eating is is like the most basic keto stuff. A lot of the times a, you know, some burger patties, an egg or two and like a thing of avocado, like a cut open small, small avocado. Uh, favorite thing that's not steak, though, uh, I would say bacon wrapped chicken. I do like chicken strips, just something of bacon around them. Throw those in the oven. That's like my favorite go to, which is sometimes is a little bit more pricey, but it's so worth it because I just I could literally eat the whole thing by myself. <laughs> that's that's probably my favorite one. <laughs>
0: I want to ask one other question. One other question, Moses, um, I forgot to ask us earlier when we were talking about the, um, working out and keto and everything, um, all the stuff that you're doing, obviously a lot of flexibility probably. So can you, do you do a lot of stretching and things? Do you do yoga and has keto helped with any of your so, flexibility at all? I mean, obviously you talked about your arm and your leg and everything, but you know, those,
3: that's kind of more injury related error if I'm understanding um, kind of like... some of it injury, a lot of it now, at least on my elbow, like that I have the inflammation, in my elbow, that's all, that was never injured. That was all through just my joints. Um, through my knee too, like I don't even think that it ever really got injured. They said that there was like slight tears in my meniscus. He's like, but that's probably just from stress from the from your other joints hurting so bad. Um, so those those were all those are still all due to inflammation uh, for the most part. Those never actually got injured in that manner. Um, I do like some basic yoga moves, um, in my stretching in the morning, some basic joint rotations, a core workout in the morning. That's like my go-to in the morning, probably about 15, 20 minutes of work altogether. Um, pretty much every day, uh, except for these last couple, two weeks, this has been more slack and eating bad and stuff. But, um, it, it has, it has helped my mobility for sure. Now, as far as my joints, like I cannot do splits outwards, like my hips do not go outwards uh like at all almost like i can get my feet like i don't know like a foot and a half apart that's as much hip range outward as my legs have so it's very difficult for some of those things Um uh, but i know that that's due to my actually like my born my bone deformation in my in my hip like it doesn't rest- like i even asked the doctor uh, about it, and I was just like, "Is that why like I can't like do stretching like you know like outwards like that?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "He's like actually he's like moving my leg around." He's like, "No, you seem pretty flexible." When he was like, the doctor was there. He's like, "He's like it's just this outward motion." He's like, "You're literally hitting where the bone like is not there." I'm like, "Oh, well that makes sense then." Uh,
2: <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if that'll ever. So go. so here we are. We're we're uh. We're recording this on January third. When do you anticipate knowing if your dream, if your dream hits? Ah,
3: oh, man. So I'm hoping by the end of this month, maybe within the next few weeks. Uh, but it it all is all up in the air too. This last season was supposed to be a regular season and COVID. So uh, what they did because they normally they normally call six hundred people there's six regions that they use and it's a hundred people from each region. And, but this last year, because they'd started doing the initial calls, but then the whole COVID thing happened um, and they had to stop and they ended up doing a shorter season or like a, a, like it was a regular season long, I guess, but they only invited 150 people and they changed the format up a little bit. So it wasn't like a full four state. It wasn't a city finals, like city qualifier city finals and then you go to vegas and there's a fourth stage course it was like a extended city finals and then they do like a battle tower type battling out at the end to get a champion. so it wasn't really a full season i mean it was they just changed it up but it wasn't the mount midoriyama that ninja fans know and love (laughs) so i'm hoping that they now with you know NBA coming back, NFL coming back, these things coming back that they've gotten it more under control where they can have still the full seasons um, and have a 600 call. Cause obviously 600 calls is going to make my odds at least a bit better than 150. Um, so I'm hoping to find so out does, soon.
2: So does having competed before, does that work to your advantage at all? Uh, so I don't, I mean, I
3: don't, I don't know if it does. I think to be quite honest, um sometimes competing multiple times has its disadvantages because you need to come with a new fresh story each time and if your story hasn't evolved from this year to last year america's already seen that they don't want to see that again you're the same person we just saw last season now you come back and you're married or something crazy has happened in your life or you started you've moved across the country you know like something that's going to change it up why do we want to keep seeing you if you're not interesting basically um i think in a kind of messed up way, my whole story is, is, I don't want to say my golden ticket, but it definitely doesn't hurt. Um, you know, cause I submitted
2: a, it. it yeah.
3: It, it, I mean, it is it, <laughs> in, in a, in a sense because, you know, I submitted that I had lost 150 pounds and I didn't get a call, but now I've lost 150 pounds. My whole body broke down and I was able to rebuild it and I'm back and able to do, you know, pretty close to how I was doing, if not better in certain aspects. Um, and it's that, that comeback story. And that's a big integral part of the show. Like, because you want to see like, I, and, and to me, honestly, that's what I want more than anything. I, I want to do great, but I, I want to be somebody that even if you've never met me and you saw my story and you were going through something that you thought was an un, you were unable to do, or you thought was too big of a challenge, and you looked at it and like, no, like that guy went through that. I can get through whatever I'm going through, or they're going through the same thing as I, as me. And they're like, I don't know how I can control this, you know, rheumatoid arthritis or this arthritis. And I say like, oh, well maybe I just, this diet can help, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be that, but just bringing hope that at the end of the day, that's, that's what I want to do because I know how it is to not have it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. That is a fantastic note to end on. Uh, So we'll go ahead and land with that. Um, We're all about trying to get people's stories, just like yourself, out there to um, out to more and more people so that those those stories can give them hope. And so I I think our vision, our, our, our passions are aligned in that. And that's really great. So we really appreciate you coming on. How can people connect with you? On- um, I mean, I have like, I, I don't
3: have too many social. I mean, I have my regular, you know, Facebook. um, And then I have uh, Instagram, which right now is still at Slim Down Ninja. So that's just uh, Slim, S-L-I-M, and then Down Ninja. So it's pretty easy to remember. Uh, I might be changing that soon, but I will
1: keep people updated on that. Cool. That's really cool, and and the Facebook, you know, in the groups <laughs> yeah. and 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 all of that. So people people have plenty of opportunities to, to connect with you, and and that's really great. Uh, a quick reminder for uh, our listeners on ways to connect with us: you can get a hold of us uh, through any of the links on our website, Keto Man's Club. Pod, or the, I'm sorry, the theketomansclub.com. You can email us, Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. You can call or text 512-518-6161 leave a voicemail and we'd love to hear from you in that way and um we we're we're trying something new with this with this particular episode i've got a a new technical system that allows us to record video and audio in a very high quality and so uh this will be posted to our youtube channel as well and so we will uh, be uh, be doing a little bit more of that type of thing going forward, trying to build things out, not just share to Facebook, but also get it kind of on the non-Facebook world as well. So really cool stuff and and all of that. Well, thank you again, Moses, for joining us. We really appreciate it. And uh, until next week, make sure to eat meat, lift heavy, sleep, and repeat.